All right, guys, I got something a little bit different for you today. Um, I recorded this back in uh, September, um, early to mid September. Something I've been kind of something I've been kind of holding on to. Uh, wasn't sure how I felt about um, putting this out there. Some other things have come to light, so I'm gonna go ahead and release this podcast. So I just wanted to get on here and give you a little heads up. This will be part one uh, of a little rant um, that um, that I kind of ran into, um, like I said, back uh, actually between August 25th and uh, uh, September 10th of last year. So I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, it's a little bit of rant. Please listen to it. Please understand what I'm getting at with it. Um, and then I will be coming out with a part two uh, very soon after. So, uh, stand by and we will start, uh, the next wandering photographers podcast episode. Thanks. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another wandering photographers podcast show. I am your host, Scott. Um, it's been a while, and um, I'm not. I'm going to spare you any excuses. You know, we're all in, uh, going through some strange times right now. That's my excuse, and uh, that's all I got to say about that. Got maybe a little bit of a controversial topic to talk about today. Um, I'd really like to uh, get some of your guys's feedback on this if you would, and, uh, you can go on Facebook, go to the sleek images photography, um, Facebook page and, uh, leave me a personal message on there and let me know what uh, you think about this topic. So I'm going to jump right into it. Let me give you a little disclaimer. Um, I'm not out to purposely offend anybody by what, I am about to say or what I am going to talk about. I'm going to leave uh, names and specifics out of it as to not hurt anyone's feelings in case they do hear this podcast. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to jump right in it. So a couple weekends ago, I attended uh, a wedding. And I am not a wedding photographer. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to clarify it to me. Taking pictures at a wedding is not necessarily the difficult part. It is the, the management of it, uh, getting pictures back to the clients in a timely manner. It's the contracts. It's the managing your time, it's being organized, it's it's having all your equipment in a row. That's what's hard, in my opinion, about being a wedding photographer. Um, that's the reason I don't do it is because I don't like all the contractual um, BS that goes along with it. Um, I just want to go to a place, I want to take pictures, I want to make sure you're happy, I want to give you the pictures after I've, um, edited them, um, hopefully, you know, hope that you would be happy with them. Bada boom, bada bing. 
we're on our way, right? That's how I like to operate. Um, you know, there's probably arguments uh, for that. You know, you should have yourself protected, blah, 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 whatever. I get it, but that's where I'm at. So I, I give tons and tons and tons of credit to these wedding photographers. And the ones that do it all the time, they've got a process, right? And, and they've perfected that process. They know their equipment. They know what they're doing. They know their time management. Huge, huge props to those people. So you, you, I tip my hat to you without a doubt. But here's my, here's my issue. Um, these people that are, I don't want to use fly by night because that's, that's kind of harsh and it's not, it doesn't really accurate depict them, but people that are kind of all, all over the board. And what I mean by that is they do landscape, they take child photography, they do weddings, they do animals, they do Christmases, holidays, blah, 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 blah. From what I've noticed, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've noticed, people that are wedding photographers, that's like their bread and butter. They don't venture out a whole lot uh, further than that. And if they do, it's usually just portraiture, right? They don't, they're not a food photographer. They're not a pet photographer. They're not a wedding photographer. They're not a landscape photographer all in one. Usually the good ones, the good ones, uh, the people that really strive to make this their business, they dedicate their time to wedding photographer, wedding photography, excuse me. And, and I would venture to say, you know, 95% uh, of their photography is wedding photography only. So when you when you get these people um, that are all over the board, you, you got to watch out, right? And and I, I'm going to kind of dog on this person. And is that right of me? No, I don't know. You know, you can hate me for it. You can love me for it. You can agree. You can disagree. Hey, it's America, right? So my problem is when you go and you start asking people for money for your services, there's a certain, um, there's a certain quality that, that you, you have to be able to deliver. Regardless, the more you charge, the better that quality should be, right? I, hopefully that makes sense what I'm, what I'm trying to convey there. But when you come to somebody and you say, hey, um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm a wedding photographer. I'll shoot your wedding for 500 bucks, 400 bucks, 800 bucks, you know, whatever the case may be. A realistic person should know when you've looked around and you've done all your wedding planning and you've found photographers that are, and you're going to, you're going to pick the four or five, $800 wedding photographer. You should be smart enough or you, you should be real enough to realize 
hey, I'm probably not going to get the best quality images, but I should at least get X, you know, that's my, my opinion. That's my way of thinking. So, uh, it just so happens the people that had this wedding are, are pretty close to me and they had talked to me about actually doing it. And I, and I had strongly considered it. Uh, matter of fact, I went out to talk to them about it. Um, ultimately long story short, the there's, there's a two part reason why I did not end up doing it. The main reason um, and we kind of really never got, uh, to the whole, to the whole discussion. But the main reason that I, that I went to discuss things with them is because, uh, I am not the most agile person. I'm, I'm overweight. Um, my, my mobility gets limited. Um, and I didn't want to take away from their experience, Right. I wanted to make sure I wanted them to be able to get what they wanted and, and not not be held back by my limitations or my my abilities or um, or whatever. But we really never even got that far in the discussion. Um, they told me that um, you know they were going to talk to this other person, which I, I was fine with them talking to. Uh, another person, because like I said, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be their limitation. This was their special day. Um, I, I was okay stepping aside. If, if I couldn't fulfill what they wanted, I was okay stepping aside because first and foremost, like I said, this is their day, right? Wouldn't be fair to them for me you know, to not get the images that they're expecting or they're wanting or um, so on and so forth. So when I, when I heard who they were thinking about um, choosing, now the, the double-edged sword uh, about where I live, excuse me, around where I live is um, there's a ton of photographers like in most places, but we're a small enough community that we may not personally know every photographer around, but we've seen their work or we know at least a little bit about them. Right. And that was the case in this situation. I, I don't personally know the photographer, but I've seen her, her work. Um, typically I would, I would have told this person that was having the wedding, hey, I would rethink that choice because this person has had multiple Facebook pages. They've gone under multiple different names. Um, Some names have had to be changed because of weddings and divorces of theirs. Um, they've had that I can recall two and I think three, but I know for sure two different for wedding photography, uh, Facebook pages. Now to me, that raises red flags, right? If you, 
if you, if you can't keep one one page for your photography that you don't have to constantly change the name or start a new page or whatever, then that just raises that that raises red flags. Why I don't know, I don't know why you'd have to do that. To me, it makes no sense. But maybe it's just me. But I think you guys would at least agree on that. That that's kind of odd, right? You want people. You know, you you make a page to get traffic to that page so people can see your work, right? That's where you want people to go find you and your work, your contact information, blah, 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 blah. That's like your online portfolio, basically. You should have a website, you know, so on and so forth. But simple, quick and dirty is a photography Facebook page, and you should never change it. You should never change the name. You should never um, leave it hanging in the wind and start a new one, right? Now, you, you never say never, but to have two, I think I've seen a third one over years. Eh, red flag, right? But I knew that the people that were having the wedding, I knew they were familiar with this person. Um, now I will say the groom made a comment to me that, that kind of surprised me when we were talking about this person. Um, and it was enough of, a what they told me was enough of, I don't know why they chose this person with with the comment that they made to me, but you know the groom <laughs> the groom usually is not the one that's calling all the shots or sometimes with different things with a wedding, you know they may have they may have a lot of say on what the what they're going to wear and what their groomsmen are going to wear, but they don't have much say about the, the dress. They don't usually have much say about the food. They don't usually have much say about the decoration. So I get it. There was other, there was other people in play with this choice. Fine. Not going to eat your lunch for it is what it is. Every situation is different, but I told them and, and I was, I was trying to be unbiased and and give a um an educational um answer or recommendation and and I just said that hey you know I've seen a lot of work from this person some of their stuff is is okay but a lot of their stuff is just snapshotty right so you know beware just just beware so it kind of got left um, from that point on and, and until it got closer to the wedding. And and I and a lot of people, are, this is probably going to be what a lot of people are going to eat my lunch over is, um, you know, being a photographer, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of frowned upon if you're not the wedding photographer to take your camera to a wedding, right? I mean, everybody's there with cell phones. There's nothing you can do about it. But 
it's it's probably kind of a dick move to um to roll up there with your D850 and a 70 to 200, you know, on a 24 to 70 in your pocket. But I asked the groom and the bride if they cared. And and they got back to me and said that that was fine. They didn't care. Now, later on, I learned they had actually asked the photographer if she cared. And she said no, which that's, I mean, that was cool. Um, I thought it was odd that they asked her. Um, and maybe that's odd of me thinking that it was odd that they asked her. But I just thought that was kind of kind of weird. But, you know whatever it is what it is she's like oh she didn't care so that's fine and i told him i i'm like i'm not out to get you know i'm not going to take all your group shots or whatever i'm i'm more behind the scenes kind of stuff just for you know my documentation of it um you know little funny things she's one person right she can't capture all the little um you know, the little huddles and, and laughter and uncontrollable joke telling. And, you know, she can't catch all that stuff, right? So this was just my way of I was going to stay, you know, out of the picture, um, stay out of their way, and just take behind-the-scenes stuff for myself, right? That's what my goal was, and that's that's ultimately what I ended up doing. So... <laughs> as anyone that's a photographer and probably been to a wedding or any event uh, where there's a a different person there uh, photographing things, you tend to watch them. You know, you're, you're engrossed on what they're doing. Right. So I saw, you know, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to the group shots and stuff like this that she was taking. You know, I mean, really, how if you know how to turn your camera on and you've been doing it for as many years as, as this photographer has been, you should have that stuff down, right? So I wasn't paying any attention. It was a small ceremony, uh, 50 people. The, the reception was bigger, but the ceremony was just friends and family. I mean, we're... The Rona is still around, um, you know, so they were, they were keeping it light, um, keeping just family, close friends, basically. That's cool. Um, so I was watching and she shot everything from behind them. And we're talking, we were outside Um, it was a beautiful day. We were outside out in the open, had all the room to move around. There was no, you know, there was no, you know, in some situations you you maybe you couldn't have uh, went up behind the preacher or, you know, maybe there was something blocking or, or whatever. But I mean, literally this was wide open. She had free reign to do whatever she wanted to do. She shot everything from behind him. And when I thought about talking about this on the podcast, I wasn't even going to critique um, that kind of stuff or the fact that um, a lot of the time I seen her with a kit lens on, which I'm not going to eat someone's lunch for that. But if you're a wedding photographer and you've been doing it, 
even half as long as, as she's been doing it. Kit lenses aren't going to cut it, right? But, you know, whatever. You can still get good results with kit lenses. So I'm not going to really eat her lunch for that. But just an observation I made. So, you know, the reception got kind of got going. And I, I saw some of the other pictures she was taking. And, you know, and whatever, the setups and stuff. They were, you know, typical type stuff. Um, so I really didn't, you know, the, 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 the adult drinks were starting to flow. Um, so I kind of quit paying attention, right? I put my cameras away and my vehicle locked them up. Um, and I just set sail on having a good time. So, you know, several days go by and I start to, um, troll her pages and I'm not seeing anything, not seeing anything, not seeing anything. And so I contacted the groom and I said, Hey, have you seen any of the pictures yet? And he's like, Oh yeah, we've seen a couple. And I'm like on Facebook or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he told me yet another, um, Facebook page that she had for her photography. Um, I'm not even going to get into the quality. Um, because I don't know how I, I can't honestly, because I don't know how she posted them. Um, I'm assuming they were low res images, um, you know, and kind of dummied down for social media, like typical wedding photographers and stuff do. Um, so, you know, I haven't seen any final images yet. I've only seen stuff on Facebook. Um, I'm questioning what the end result's going to be from what I've seen. But uh, I do know the, the a lot of the skin coloring is off. But here's my beef, right? And this is what I'm going to title this podcast. Dutch Angle, yes or hell no. I have seen, I didn't... I didn't get a calculator out, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess conservative conservatively. I've seen maybe 20 ish pictures and over half of them are Dutch angle. Now, whatever, you know, it's like fisheye lenses, a few here and there, perfectly fine, probably pretty good. A lot of people like those kind of looks, but one not more than half. The other thing is there's Dutch angle and then there's extreme Dutch angle. We're talking like 45 degree Dutch angle in these photos I'm seeing. And I'm so, you know, like I said, I'm going to title this Dutch angle. Yes or hell no. And my answer is, Oh, hell no. Terrible, terrible. Um, I have talked to the groom a little bit more uh, since, and I've not conveyed my concerns uh, to them because at the end of the day, I didn't pay for their photographer. I didn't take the pictures. They're not going to hang on my wall. 
so I don't care. But what what does what does make me care a little bit in this situation is I want, you know, this is your people you're only supposed to get married once, right? And so these should be the only wedding pictures that you ever have. These should be the only wedding pictures you ever take. And what I'm fearing these people are going to get handed when that day comes. And I don't know, I don't know if there was any kind of agreement on the, on a turnaround time or not, but we are, uh, I think we're three weeks removed. Um, and they still haven't got them. They've only seen what's been posted on Facebook, but my fear is what, what they're going to receive as, as an end, um, a, a final product. And I'm scared to death for them. Um, because of what I'm seeing, let me just put it to you this way. If this was my wedding and I've seen, I've seen what has been posted on Facebook and that's all I've seen so far. I would be on the phone with her and say, Hey, unacceptable. Hopefully you got way better than that or else we're going to have a problem. And you know, and that comes back full circle, which is to why I am not a wedding photographer. Because I, unfortunately, I, I take after my mother. Um, I know what people's expectations should be. In this example, like I said, it's your wedding day, right? So you are expecting the absolute best of the best of the best pictures that you've ever seen that, that that encompass your day and, and tells the story and the joy and the tears. And, you know, you want those perfect pictures, the, the, the sun glowing in the background through your hair and your dress. And you want those beautiful macro shots of your, your rings and your flowers. And, and, you know, you just, you, there's a certain expectation that you have, right? And, and this is, you know, this is why I don't, besides the contractual stuff that, that goes along with it, I don't want to be what disappoints that bride and the groom, right? I don't think my photography, my photography sometimes is to that level, but I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. And maybe, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing to say, but, but I'm smart enough to realize that my, my consistency on a plus a on a plus 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 images is about 50 to 60%. Right. If you give me all the time in the world, I can make a really good image. But under a run and gun situation, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get every, uh, every image is not going to be a home run out of the ballpark. And I'm smart enough to know that. That's why I don't do it. This person, this photographer, I think, and like I said, I'm, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not saying they should smash their cameras or whatever. You know, that, that, that wouldn't be right of me. If that's how they want to make a living, that's fine. If they got people that are calling them, that's fine. But you have to, you have to realize that people have at least a certain amount of expectations and you have to, at the very minimum, meet that. You should be striving to exceed that. And on the flip side to that is, uh, you know, defending the photographer is the, the bride and the groom that are choosing a wedding photographer. You need to look at their portfolio. You need to look at a current portfolio, not a portfolio that they had when they took your senior pictures 12 years ago or whatever. You need to look at recent work. And I don't believe in this instance they paid much attention to this person's work because they knew them. And they were, I think there was other forces that was suggesting this person. I don't, I'm not saying any of this. Just let me again reiterate. I'm not saying this to hurt any feelings. I'm not saying this to, to piss anybody off. Um, I just thought this was a good topic to talk about. Um, because unfortunately it's not an uncommon situation. It's a very common situation as a matter of fact. And, I just, again, that's why I don't do it because I know I couldn't sleep at night knowing, like, I'm I'm not saying I would give somebody crappy pictures, right? And I'm not saying all these, all, all of this person's pictures were crappy. I'm not saying that by any means, but I would lose sleep at night because I already fight with demons that my photography is not good enough, regardless of what it, what it is, whether it's landscape, uh, you know, portraiture, whatever. I I already doubt myself. I'm my my own worst enemy, and you know, a little bit of that is really good because that keeps your that keeps your quality up. That keeps your um. That keeps you striving to give your clients or or your customers or whatever the best that you can produce and and, and it keeps you driving forward to learn and, and hone your craft. Um people should just know their limitations, right? But like I said, you know, again, the flip side to that is that when you're when you are a bride and a groom and you are shopping for a wedding photographer and you don't want to spend the four, five, six, eight thousand dollars, whatever it may be, on a photographer and you settle for a four or five, six hundred dollar photographer, well then you gotta kind of expect a certain amount, right? Um, 
But Dutch Angle, no. Stop it. Just say no to the Dutch Angle and just definitely say hell no to the extreme Dutch Angle. So that's my rant. This is more of a rant instead of a podcast, but whatever. It is what it is. Needed to get it off my chest. It's been weighing on me for about a week or so. Um, Maybe there's some value in it. I don't know. But like I said, I, I, I'm not eating anybody's lunch. I get it. I can see both sides of the sword. I can see both sides of the fence. Um, Money's tight these days. Um, But if, if you are a wedding photographer out there or a landscape photographer out there, or if you're being paid by a customer for any kind of photography, you have an obligation to to provide them with the absolute best quality images that you can and not call it in. And to me, when you post 20 pictures and 16 or 17 of them our Dutch angle, extreme Dutch angle, you're phoning it in. And that ain't right. That's my opinion. Love me, hate me. Like I said, get on the Sleek Images Facebook page. Leave me a personal message on there. Love me or hate me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've been in that situation. Um, again, I'm afraid of the outcome, but I don't have a dog in the fight, so it is what it is. But anyway, welcome back. Sorry it's been a while, guys. Um, the strange times we're in, I'm just not going to get into a bunch of excuses. Had things going on. Still got a few things going on. Hopefully I can revive this. The winter winter months are starting to come around. Maybe I can get some more guests on. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying. I truly am. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I truly am trying. Uh, so like I said, you know, guys, if you like this, leave me a comment on my Sleek Images Photography page. Um, tell all your friends about it. Uh, let me know what you think. Until next time, today's photographs are tomorrow's memories. We'll catch you on the next one, guys.